What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a great night. This is Catfish on Ice. We're doing an instant reaction episode here of the National Predators against the Buffalo Sabres. Just got done watching the game. Huge response by the National Predators as they somehow keep defying odds. They keep living that underdog role. We talked about it in episode 177. We're bringing you a bonus episode. This is your host, Chad Minton. Instant game reaction as the Predators. Um, they follow up losing 7 nothing to the New York Rangers. They follow that game up by playing against the Buffalo Sabres, another team who lost 7 nothing. On that same day, they follow up by putting seven goals up of their own to beat the Buffalo Sabres. What kind of a clown world do we live in? First of all, I don't want to call it a clown world because there was nothing clownish about what the Preds did tonight because that was some beautiful hockey out there. There was a lot of open ice. There was a lot of room to work with and... These Predmirals, they keep doing their thing. That's what we're calling them. That's what the Nashville Predators fan base and everyone out there in Smashville, that's what we're calling them. We're calling them the Predmirals. You see it right there. We talked about it in episode 177. The Predators put up seven goals, a seven spot on the Buffalo Sabres. The Rangers score seven on the Preds. And the Preds say, you know what? We'll just take it out on the Buffalo Sabres, another team. It's very far out of the playoff race. The Predators still very much have a chance. What a game. I'm going to break it down a little bit. I'm going to talk about it as we do this bonus reaction episode of Catfish and Ice. Give you all some YouTube comment con- content. First of all, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit subscribe below. Comment on all of our live videos. Check out the archive. Also, check out Catfish and Ice. On Twitter at Catfish Ice is where you can find our Twitter handle. Follow us there. We love interacting with all the listeners and followers. My two awesome co-hosts, Rich Howe and Kyle Perkins, were also watching the game tonight. And one of the, I mean, we are so starved for offense when it comes to watching the Predators. And if you're a lifelong Predators fan like I am, been watching this team since 1998-1999, then You've never really been too accustomed to offensive breakout games like we just saw tonight. You see them every now and then. They're always going to happen every now and then. And, of course, last season spoiled us a little bit with Phil Forsberg, Roman Yossi, and Matt Duchesne going on their insane scoring tears with these insane shooting percentages and all this that we saw. And it came back down to reality a little bit this year. Now you see the Predators dealing with everything that they're dealing with. And I said it in episode 177 last night. I will say it again. I am not in the excuse business. I don't like to use excuses. I'm not going to use the excuse narrative if the Predators do end up missing the playoffs. That's just not my style. I don't like to play that way. But... You cannot ignore everything that the Predators are going up against right now. And somehow they continue to find ways to stay relevant in this playoff race. Look at this right here. Coming into tonight's game, 
six of the ten top ten leading point scorers for this Predators team have either been traded or are currently injured. That was going into this game against the Buffalo Sabres tonight. Then you see Cody Glass take a very, very hard hit. He kind of got turned around, was facing the wrong way. It wasn't a malicious hit. It wasn't a dirty hit. It was a very just normal hockey physical hit that happens from time to time. Wrong place, wrong time. Keep your head on a swivel. Cody Glass kind of got caught in a weird no-man's land. And he got hit, and he went down face down as Matt Duchesne scored a goal. It was a very awkward uh, moment because it's like, what do the players do here? Do they celebrate with their guy face down? Um, It was a weird moment. Thankfully, Cody Glass did come back into the game. But be that as it may, Roman Yossi, Philip Forsberg, Mikael Granlund, Ryan Johansson, Nino Niederreiter, and Yuso Parson. Six players are your of your top ten point scorers coming into this game against Buffalo, either injured or traded. You, you suffer that 7-0 disastrous loss where I'm on record of saying thank you, New York Rangers for being a classy organization and not putting a 10 spot, not putting double-digit goals on the Predators because it could have very easily happened. So you come out of that game, and the Buffalo Sabres also coming out of a game where they're, they lost 7-0, and you're wondering what is going to happen here. Luckily, a little bit of fortune comes the way of the Predators on this rash of injuries. They get Ryan McDonough back. And I know he's taken a lot of criticism, some of it warranted, but he is a quarterback, a defensive leader out there. You got to have him out there. He's so vital, just like Roman Yossi is, but in a different way is Ryan McDonough. You got to have him out there to do the things that he does, which is he sacrifices his face. In, in the line line of duty so many times. And he was he was very, very important in this game against a team that might be out of the playoff race, but the Buffalo Sabres can score goals in waves. They can make things happen very, very quickly. They show glimpses of that in this game, trying to make their comeback. So Ryan McDonough getting him back was was huge for sure. But this game really unfolded in a very interesting way. First of all, according to natural stat trick in all situations, power plays, five on five, every situation, look at the scoring chances. 36 for the Predators, 24 for the Sabres. High danger chances, 18 to 12 in favor of the Preds. That's a really high number for a team like the Preds who have struggled to find ways to score. Not only score, not only score. This Predators team actually struggles to put shots on goal at times. They can't even find ways to get in the zone or even exit their own zone at times. So to see all of this open ice in this game was like finding a, an, a fruitful oasis in the middle of a desert because that's exactly what it was. The Predators, they had some defensive lapses. They had some moments where you thought – uh, the Sabres are going to figure out a way to put two or three goals up in a in a hurry, and we're going to suffer heartbreak again. And, you know, when the Predators were up 2-0 around that Cody Glass situation, 
you come into the second period and the Sabres were kind of starting to control things. They were dominating some puck possession. They were putting shots on UC Soros and the Predators were, we, I was, I don't know about you. I was very, very worried that the uh, Predators were about to give up three or four quick goals and the Sabres were going to win this game despite the great start the Predators had. Call me pessimistic, call you whatever you want, but it just felt that way. And so when the Sabres make it two to one early in the second period, I was sweating bullets and I think you're lying if you didn't feel the same way, but maybe, maybe you're just way more optimistic than me, but what happens right after that? That's the key to this whole game. I know it was a seven to three final score, crazy, tons of offense, tons of open ice, all that. The Predators chase out the starting goaltender for Buffalo. All that happened. But when the Buffalo Sabres made it a two to one deficit, what happens? Not just 24 seconds later of game clock, 24 seconds. Tommy Novak, there's that man again. Tommy Novak puts his 14th goal up of the season. Luke Evangelista really is the orchestrator of all of this, driving the net, making things happen. Tommy Novak knows where to be at the right time. And you want to talk about a huge momentum shifter. If the Predators don't figure out a way to respond right in that moment and Tommy Novak doesn't quickly take that goal back, and make it three to one, make it a two goal margin once again. I don't know. Maybe, just maybe, the Sabres seize control of that game and we're talking a different note right now. But that was a fork in the road moment in that game when Tommy Novak figured out a way to score that goal. And that's when Tommy Novak and Luke Evangelista kind of take over this game because not even. We were talking five minutes later in the game, Evangelista scores on a Tommy Novak primary assist. Luke Evangelista scores again a minute later, not even a minute later, to score his fifth goal of the season, by the way. So Luke Evangelista is just, wow. He got caught up way sooner than anyone thought he would get caught up under all these circumstances. I don't think it was in the blueprint for Evangelista to be in this moment. You know, you can go ahead and look at Yuso Parsonen, Ryan Johansson, and Philip Forsberg injuries is the reason why Luke Evangelista is playing so early and got called up so early. Everyone knows his talent, but no one expected him to get called up this season. We 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 saw it in there, we saw it ahead, way ahead down the road. We saw him maybe coming up in 2023-24. Definitely not this season, but injuries happen. Ryan Johansson out for the season. Phil Forsberg, we still don't know when he's coming back. I don't think he should be back this year. I've been on record of saying the Predators should not rush him back. And when I see what's happening right now, why would you? First of all, you don't mess around with head injuries. So I'm not pushing him back. I'm not pushing him in, Phil Forsberg. But and then you got Yusuf Parson, the mystery of Yusuf Parson, and we haven't heard hardly anything. Parson. So you, with with those three players plus the trades you made in the forward group with Niederreiter and Granlund, that's that that's where you're at right now. That's where you're at. That's why Evangelista got in into the lineup. And wow, is he exceeding all expectations by a long shot? So he takes over this game. 
registers three points in a span of six minutes of game clock. Put that in perspective. Luke Evangelista. We're talking about a 21-year-old player who has 10 games of NHL experience and got caught up way sooner than anyone thought, as I am mentioning right now. He, he records three points in a span of six minutes of game clock. Insane. Insane. So after all that happens, the Preds are up five to one. You feel like they're cruising, but there's still a lot of time left. Half of regulation is still left, and we know the Buffalo Sabres can put up goals in a hurry. So we've seen this song and dance before. I'm still not ready to celebrate, although it was really fun to watch. Then Ryan McDonough gets in on it, which was, just seems like poetic justice, honestly. I think the hockey gods were smiling down on Ryan McDonough tonight because he deserved it. That dude, we mentioned it a little bit earlier just now, that dude's a warrior. That dude just lays his body out there. He does a lot of things that don't always get noticed. I know a lot of Tampa Bay Lightning fans down here where I live now, they have told me clearly how important and how much they miss Ryan McDonough. It don't always show up in the box score. The dude hasn't even scored 100 goals in his NHL career. He's not a Roman Yossi. He's not built his career that way. But, man, does he do, does he do the dirty things? Does he do the hard work? So that was amazing. Evangelista gets the assist on that one to have those three points in such a short amount of time. And then, of course – the Sabres try to make a push. They make it 6-3. to three. We were a little worried at that point, but you know what? The Predators finally started – you know, they made some mistakes. Tommy Novak in particular made kind of a little bit of a gaffe there, turned it over with a really bad pass that led directly to a Sabres goal. It's going to happen. You play a little bit loose. It's human nature. It's going to happen, especially with all this youth and experience. So it happens. So, yeah, it happens – Matt Duchesne adds an empty net goal. The bold strategy. I got to give credit to the. Uh, I got to give credit to the Buffalo Sabers for pulling the goalie with three minutes left, down six three. But what do you have to lose at this point if you're the Buffalo Sabers? You're way out of a playoff race. Matt Duchesne gets the empty net goal. He's got 21 goals now in the season. He hits 20 goal mark for the ninth time in his career as an NHL player. So a cool little accomplishment for him happy for him Matthew Shane has been overlooked he's been had a little bit of a scoring drought but when you really think about everything he's had to navigate he's one of the very few veterans that is really stuck around and not been injured or traded at this point you got Colton Sissons as well but yeah it's like if you're talking about that top six that was originally constructed Ryan Johansson Mikel Granlin Philip Forsberg Ellie Tolvin in for that matter. They're, they're no longer here. For one reason or another, they're not available or they've been traded or Ellie Tolvin in lost on waivers. So it's pretty amazing that Matt Duchesne has figured out a way to plug away. He has himself a really good game tonight, a very dominant game. There was a lot of open ice, as I said. So that helped a lot as well. We are presented by DraftKings, promo code THPN, please. Go check them out. Use our promo code THPN. March Madness is going on right now. And that's where you can get our offer on Moneyline Bets. Get $150 in free bets 
with your bet. And you can see our show notes below for details if you have a gambling problem. But there's a lot of really awesome. We're getting into the Sweet 16 of the March Madness. So go check that out with our promo code THPN for the DraftKings Sportsbook, which we are brought to you by. Also hit subscribe below on our YouTube channel if you're checking us out right now. All right, scoreboard watching before we round out this bonus episode. Quick episode tonight. We did an episode last night with the crew, with Rich Howe. But I wanted to do a bonus episode real quick. Just a really fast episode. Let's do some scoreboard watching. There's really three other games that are of consequence going on tonight. Of course, the Winnipeg Jets are the team that everyone's going to be watching with with a microscope if you're a Preds fan. Because every time the Jets lose, it's like the Preds won. That's how we feel. So it's a it's a potential for a four-point swing tonight. Now that the Preds won. So we're watching this game. It's in the third period. A little over 10 minutes remaining. And the Coyotes are trying their best. They're trying their best. I'll take everything back that I've ever said negative about the Arizona Coyotes at this point. But I don't think I've said a lot, though. I've never really had a problem with them. All right. So the Jets are up 2-1 to one on the Arizona Coyotes. We really need the Coyotes to, to dig deep and get that second goal and steal at least a point from the Winnipeg Jets. Let's see what can happen here. Connor Hellebuck's in net. He's got 28 save, 27 saves on 28 shots. So that's what we're seeing there. Another game we really – I mean, the Seattle Kraken, they're, they're far enough ahead to where I don't think the pre, we really need a scoreboard watching, but I'm still going to bring them up. They are up 3-1 to one on the Dallas Stars, second intermission there. And then the Flames are a team that the Preds temporarily have leapfrogged. They're ahead of the Flames in the standings. But right now the Flames have just opened up their game against the Anaheim Ducks, and they're up one nothing. So we will have to continue to watch those games. According to Money Puck, the Preds' playoff odds going into the game against Buffalo tonight is under 10%. So... The playoff odds, against all odds, they're, they they finally have started dwindling. It didn't help that they lost to the Chicago Blackhawks. That loss stings. That was a loss you thought that they could get two points out of. But either way, the Preds, the Predmirals, whatever you want to call them, they're treating us to some amazing hockey, some entertaining hockey. And whether they make the playoffs or not, the team has really, really rallied, and it's been inspiring to watch. It's been amazing to watch. I love watching these young guys play. you got to be really excited about the future of this franchise as David Poyle steps down as GM and Barry Trotz takes over. you got new ownership eventually coming in. You've got all these different things changing so fast, and it's a lot to take in as a fan, but we – even if this teammate misses the playoffs, which is still very likely, even after tonight's win, wow, they're playing hard. There's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot to be optimistic about. We got the draft coming up this this summer in Nashville, which is going to be a great time. We'll see the draft class is deep. We're going to do a lot of draft content as the season winds down and definitely going into the offseason. Stay tuned for that. Thank you for checking out this bonus episode of Catfish on Ice, episode 178 with your host, Chad Minton, brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Thanks a lot for listening. Preds win 7-3. 
over the Buffalo Sabres to keep their playoff hopes, although slim, very much still alive. Take care, everybody.